Since 2007, I haven't missed a week. At all. At all. Not seven days. I've been gone for maybe four days, five days, but not like a whole like week out yeah. of the studio. I've always been at least one of those days to break up the. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that till like I think my mom or somebody told me that like you didn't go to the studio every like every week. That shit was crazy, man. <laughs> you said you started making music at what age? So I started writing raps like at like nine, nine years old. And then when I was, when I turned 10, I found out I could record my raps that I'm writing, that I'm just rapping to myself on paper. I could record them. So I was like, oh, all right. So I figured that out. So I got a karaoke machine. Well, my mom got me a karaoke machine for Christmas with some blank tapes and shit. And my best friend Vinny, he from New York and shit. So, you know, they always like a step ahead of us and shit. So. They had instrumental CDs before we had instrumental CDs. So when he found about instrumental CDs, made him rap together and shit. He brought them, and I had the karaoke machine, and we just started rapping right there. That's how that shit started. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, that's how. And then it was just like he had the beats. I had the karaoke machine to record the shit on, and we was just rapping. I was ten years old, eleven years old, just building. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. getting better. But then both of us started battle rapping because we couldn't really get in a real studio. So. The older we got, and then we started to get in the studios and shit. But oh, oh yeah, man. So when did you start making the beats? Oh, beats, man. Yeah. See, that came later. And I tell everybody, like, I'm like a new producer, but I'm an older like rapper. You know what I'm saying? Because I started actually making beats like later, later, probably about like 2009, probably like 20, 2020, like when the pandemic hit. Yeah. So for the past like three years. Some pandemic was like, I ain't never realized that till somebody asked me how long for real. Like, yeah. nah, damn, that is, yeah, that's kind of like so when like, I started making the beats like, I like. It was stuck in the house making beats type shit. Well, I was actually doing more mixing because I'm an engineer yeah. first. So, like, because I started engineering, that got me to the production because I was able to meet people that actually teach me how to like make yeah. beats and stuff. But, um, yeah, and I was, I'm, I'm like probably one of the best like mix engineers that like my clients deal with. So at the time, I, I heard too. Yeah, because they said Drake just told me that like the first, like except everyone except for their song, uh -huh. all produced mixing master. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything and that they that, was that with. fifteen bricks was mixing master. Yeah, I recorded. Yeah, that one and the Red Roses one too. Yep, I recorded and mixed that one as well. Yeah, man, I get. I love that though. Shit, like I yeah. love fucking like mixing like. I like putting that shit together, bro. That shit is like mean a lot to me. It's so art. It's pretty much like me. That's why I'm like an engineer with a tag. And I was like probably one of the first. I never heard an engineer use a tag before ever on a song. But the what I do when I mix is like more than what the producer do is more than what the rapper do for real. Because I be I go crazy when I'm mixing. I spend so much time on it. So I started putting my tag on shit like tag this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then I just grow a sound for real. Like you want your shit to sound like this or you know you know who did it because the rappers rappers don't really credit the engineers for real no, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Singers, like me, nobody really. Any like genre of music don't really like credit like, like that. Engineer. Just like this is recently that like in the music, like anyone's giving a fuck about the producer who mm-hmm. made the beat, who who makes and mastered it. Yeah. Figuring out like, oh, you need that. And what really like, took it away was fucking streaming. Because remember, at first it was CDs. When you yeah. go get a CD, you open up the booklet to tell you who do everything on the record. Right. Then they took the CDs. The CDs started to die. And, and everything you, nobody just gonna go upload it. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's the, now you got to, like, find out. <laughs> yeah, because, yo, I do it. Because sometimes on Spotify, like, yo, this beat is hard. Who made this right here? Yeah. Or it just sound good. Who the yeah. mix this joint? Like yeah. sonically, it sounds. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I never checked that. But it, I like I'm in. I love uh, producers mixing, uh, mixing the masters because yeah. the fact that y'all can make like there's a big difference. Like if you go and hear something that's not mixing master versus mixing master, not work. Like, yo, this sound gritty and grimy and disgusting. This will sound super clean and it's got those like. Those yeah, cuts bro. and those those drops and those stops in the song, you like Yeah. Damn, that shit sound hard. I take pride in that shit though. Like yeah. I really like I don't know about nobody else for real, but like I know a lot of people that like they call themselves engineers, but they only engineer because they are artists too and they wanna just record for themselves and they get like this there's this line where like there's the artist engineers and then there's like people like me. I'm a commercial engineer, like I I'm an artist myself. And I have my artists and I produce, but I know when I'm supposed to be the internet. You know what I'm saying? And I take that shit serious. I know when I'm supposed to be the producer in the room. If I'm the producer and I'm not the engineer and there is the engineer, I know I take that shit serious. If I'm in there just to write the hook, I know I ain't the producer or the engineer, so I take that shit serious too. So, yeah, I'm just like a different caliber, like, motherfucker when it comes to the music shit. Because it's like, it's serious. It's for real. People... Think it's just all fun it is fun we have a good time and we get paid to actually party we get paid to party but we gotta get work done while we party too oh yeah you know what i'm saying so he gotta like there's a thin line between too much party and no work as well yeah. like you gotta know where to cut when that bitch is being sliced like all right we actually having too much actual fun like let's work yeah don't don't miss that shit so i'm like that like a dad in this joint, like, because <laughs> I'll be so serious in my sessions, I know they feel like, oh my goodness, he just, but yeah, we gonna party yeah, and have I feel fun. like you need that. Yeah. You understand in the end, like, yo, if he wasn't there to tell us to get the fucking song that, that this yeah. shit have got done, like, we would've been just partying and then it took us much right. longer, we just spent more money on the song. And I tell people, like, look, man, this is, this is, this is the shit. Like, in a lot of clients, there's, there's a lot of artists, period. If you just getting in the studio for the first time and I'm like, I'm like a first time person for you, I know that's like a lot. Cause I'm coming like full on professional engineer. Like, I'm not playing no games with you. Like, we're gonna make a dope ass record. You feel what I'm saying? That's one of my artists, Lila Blanco. She fire. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta get in touch with her. Like, I. I know, like, okay, this is, like, a sensitive point. Like, it's a vulnerable. You, you're about to make a song. So I know how to treat people. Like, so when they come in here, like, the young ones, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about at first. Uh, the younger clients, I was going specific on, like, the young clients and the people that's their first time. I'm, like, kind of intimidating for them. So since I know that they coming into it like that, I know how to cater to them. 
And then, then I also know how to cater to the super professional is what I was getting to. Like, I know how to, I know how to treat every single artist that come in here, how to talk to them, how they want the session to be like, how they want the room to feel and stuff like that. Like yeah. I just, after years and years and years and years and years of doing it, you just pick up on like people, different people energies and like the way they talk or like some people want, some people want 13 people in a session. Crazy to me. <laughs> you know I me. Mean? Some people want that though. Like I say, Bob, and some people don't want nobody in these sessions. I've seen people kick people out of these sessions before. Like, nah, y'all, I know y'all came here with me, but y'all gotta leave while I do this song. Like, but I'll be already, so I'll be already feeling the vibes once they come in here. I'll be like, oh yeah, they about to kick them out. And when they come in with a lot of people, I already know what them vibes is supposed to be, man. I just, I just love this shit, bro. That's basically what it is. And do you think the hardest part about being an engineer is the hardest part? Adapting that part. <clears throat> Like the ability to do all of those things to learn, to do it and all that. yeah. Because everybody think it's the technical part. They think it's the learning how to use a compressor, learning how to use an equalizer, how to do auto tune, how you do reverb, how to make the beat stutter, like all like the cool and fun stuff. Like yeah, if once you master that, that's cool because you're supposed to master that skill. Mm -hmm. But it's more mental than anything because we dealing with all of these different energies and all of these different vibes, all these different frequencies in a day. Like somebody might come book a session and. I don't know, they girl might just broke up with them, so they in the whole, like, mood, and you gotta, like, you're the only person in the room, and they're vulnerable right now because they about to create, and it's just y'all, so you gotta adapt with that shit, and then you gotta adapt to, I don't know, a girl might come in here, she bring all her kids, maybe, she got to, like, okay, you gotta adapt to that session, then you gotta adapt to the next session, this, this docile woman who don't like the smell of weed, so you gotta make sure the session before that didn't smell like weed before her session come in. It's that part. It's like the mental part of that shit is the hardest than mastering the skill. Because once you know how to use that shit, all right, you know how to use it. Now you mastered it. Okay, now what? Now you got to do all this other stuff that go on. People that's just arrogant assholes and they whack. Or they make good music, but they whack and shit. Like the attitude is just bad. Like it's just a lot of, it's a lot of shit, man. It's more mental than fucking anything. It'll stress you out. Nah, yeah, yeah. It will. The demands and shit. Like, when I'm on and no credit. When That's I'm the worst. Feeling all those people's <laughs> energies and shit. Like, if I'm in crowds, it's a no-go. Especially, like, I went to the Buffalo Bills game on yeah. film before. I sat in the car, the whole tailgate. Because I, I can't feel all the, that energy. As Yo, the and those psychedelic shit. Uh, that's how, man, we be vibing off that shit. But, yes. It's like you can automatically feel what you like and what you dislike. Yeah. You're very you're very grounded to I'm loving this right here, but I'm really not feeling this. Yeah. You know to just move over there. Like that's why I fuck with this shit, bro. Yeah, like, like we be on the vibe. You be like, damn, they got a fucking evil energy. <laughs> damn, that energy is way too happy. Damn, they got this like fucking dark, like wanna kill somebody energy. Alright, I gotta go. There's too much energy around me. That's how it is in these studio sessions. And then also in these sessions, come on, man. Like, I guarantee you, like, 85, and I'm, it may be even more than that, but 85% of my sessions is smoke weed. Yeah. Maybe 90. I might even be a nice, but I'm going to say 85% of my sessions smoke weed. A lot of weed. And not just one blunt. <laughs> like, the shit, like, you got to be able to deal with that. Do you smoke? Yeah, I smoke, okay. like, I don't smoke a lot because I don't even yeah. like smoke. I really don't, but I tolerate it because it's my profession. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing, like, 
if you're an engineer, let's say you really don't like smoke at all, like worse than me. Like, I don't like it. That's why I don't smoke a lot. I just hit it three times and I'm like, all right, that's it. But what if you really did? I mean, you're you going to have to adapt to that shit if you want to make music at a high level. Because, I mean, you got... Especially if you got, like... Bro, the, no, the client, the people you don't even think, like Adele or Beyonce, you know what I'm saying, Ariana Grande, like, she's going to be in there rolling up, burning the studio down. Rihanna, that they smoke, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never know who, like, you might have a session with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber going to come in there and smoke this shit out of your studio. So you got to be adapt to that shit, like... Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you just gotta take that shit. You get my fucking lap <laughs> Now look, no down. real shit though. I don't know what I would do in a Wiz Khalifa. I want one so bad, but yeah. I just feel like it'll just kill me. I feel like Him, I could Dogg. take a lot of smoke in the room, but I just feel like yo, that shit, that nigga. Him, Snoop and Drake in the same oh room. Oh my god, you done for it. Bruh, I had this one session, bruh. I never seen them with a short blunt the whole, and it was like a four hour session. Like every time they passed the blunt around, it was like, uh, I'm like, when did this ever turn into a roach, bruh? But it was like hours and hours gone. It was like hours. I'm like, yo, did, no, they just rolling them like more, more. I'm like, bruh, how many blunts did you fucking, I can't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much, nigga, it's too high. How high do you want to get? Give me the highest. But no, you gotta have that shit. If I, had, if I ain't running out of my head wrap, I'd be rolling right now. Yeah. Like, spaced out podcast. We. But now the we studio alarm, sessions. We shut alarms off. Before. In our first studio, yeah. fire alarm went off. And we were one podcast because we were smoking so much. Oh, wow. Fire department came. Yeah, the last studio actually had sprinklers in the studio room, which was oh, crazy. I'm glad the one sprinklers. Yeah. <laughs> that shit. It never went off though. It was just the crazy I part. That's how the building was built. The building, like they built the room with the sprinklers in them already. Yeah. So every studio room had the sprinklers, and we used to always just pray that it never like, cause, and I, cause I don't smoke, so I'm just like, yo, y'all never realize that y'all smoke so much in here, and there's like a sprinkler system, like really. And nobody ever realized the shit. And the, the water is not turned on to. But it never went off, ever. As many sessions as I had when he was smoking the shit out that bitch, like, it never went off. By the grace of God. That's crazy, man. So are you, are you born and raised here? So I'm from Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Annapolis. Well, born in Annapolis, Maryland, then I lived all throughout like Anne Arundel County, which is uh, 20 minutes south of Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, so like, I've been in Baltimore for like uh, the past, like, 12 years probably like the amount of like my career my professional engineer career yeah like 12 years i've been up here but i'm from annapolis and then i lived in like glen burning seven and around the county areas but well, everything it's south not, here. it's not like it's to... it's a little more suburban yeah yeah we have city like feels like in annapolis but it's a small city so it it, 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 it is like it don't feel like the country or nothing like that yeah but it's a small city i wasn't growing up there like, man, I mean, I don't know. From what I hear, <laughs> they think, like, if you ask a person from Baltimore, they probably would be like, yo, what you think it was like growing up in Annapolis? And they probably have a whole another view on it, but it was the same, man. Like, we had, we got public housing. We have, yeah. you know, there's crime going on and there's a lot of stuff going on in our neighborhoods as equal to any other major city. So it's a bunch of crazy stuff. I mean... There's people that can't afford their rent. There's people that 
you know, can't do a lot of stuff. And then there's, there's people that's wealthy, too. There's a middle class of Annapolis. There's a high class. There's rich people that live in Annapolis. It's a, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot. But, and then you, there's only two, there's only one high school, by the way. It's one high school. So why, with, with, with me saying this, you have the upper, upper class and, like, the really lower class people all going to school together in one high school, too. Yeah. It ain't like a, you're, it's a city where it's got like multiple high schools like and like private schools. Yeah, yeah, or like shit like that. I mean, it's a, it's a couple, whatever, but yeah, it ain't. No, nah, most of them went to Annapolis High. So, I mean, it was it's crazy, but like, y'all know, I think you just got to find your thing in Annapolis. I feel like it's a lot of creative people. And I feel like everybody from there that is mad creative has done incredible things, you know, like Self Spitfire and Trader Kid, you know, Kojo, uh, Young H the Great, like, People have done tremendous things with their life, like from the on the creative side. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, SP Unique Child, like he's an artist as well. Um, uh, DSD paintings, they're from Annapolis. You know what I'm saying? Like, is I feel like in Annapolis, if you find your creative thing that you like can lock in on, you you gonna be you gonna be something special for real. Like you know what I'm saying? But it's finding that and then the distractions. Because, again, it ain't all, like, listen, glamorous. So it's not, like, figuring out what you want to do creatively. It's all the distractions around you. So it's like, all right, I know what I want to do. I want to make music. Or my, my friend, he want to play football. But then it's like, we'll live in a neighborhood where it's like, okay, wake up in the morning, go to sleep, and it's just, like, nothing going on. It's not like get off the bus and go home. It's like our moment from getting off the bus and getting going home may involve a lot more than somebody growing up somewhere else just getting off the bus and going home for everything outside that's going on and all the distractions. So it's like, it's hard to try to stick to the creative shit. Or if you want to do an after school program or something and it's like, all right, so from the moment of going from here to here, I have to worry about what might go on in between <laughs> me trying to get from this building to this building. And I'm just trying to be creative. Well, I'm just trying to play sports. You got to think about that. So that shit is just like, if you can get out of that, if you can like, Get out of the distraction shit. I thought like you can be anything from Annapolis. Cause so what kept you grounded that whole time? Me? I say my family for real. My family. Everybody always thought I was going to be like a fucking like celebrity. <laughs> like seriously, my uh, my aunt always thought I was going to be like a model or an actor or something. Because I'm just like, I was always just like charismatic as a kid. And I always wanted to be the center of attention. And I always liked pictures. All the other kids didn't like pictures. I love taking pictures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like my family and like. Even my cousins and stuff like that, like, everybody rapped, for real. But I always, like, took it more serious than everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people saw that. It was like, oh, he, like, really. And that just kept, that was like the battery in my back. Like, people supporting me, like, they thinking that I'm bigger or going to be bigger than what I already think I am at the time. Kept pushing me, like, I had plenty of times I could have just been outside, on the street, selling drugs. Doing all types of wild ass crazy shit. I mean, the opportunities is just go outside. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fucked up that that's yeah. a, that I can say like, you can just say, Yo, if you outside. live in a bad community and you want to be a drug dealer, all you got to do is go outside. Yeah, yeah. That's, a fact. that's yeah. fucked up. Just go talk to the the dude who you know selling the drugs. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's harder than friends are selling them. So yeah, I had those opportunities. Man, I could. But I didn't. I don't know, yo. I just knew that I was gonna be a superstar. You know what I mean? And I know, I know, like the stories of like the my idols at the time growing up, like the Fifty Cents and the 
Camerons and the Jay-Z's and stuff like that, but it's just like, I don't know, something about me as a kid, I was, I loved music. So this is what really kept me like really out of this shit because I knew that I was smarter than everybody when it came to music. So I'm like, yeah, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to music because I know who did this on this song and this on this song. Because like, the kids don't really know like who be doing is what I did. I'm like, I know who Quincy Jones is and Dr. Dre and all of this stuff. Like all of these, I'm like, I know that shit. And that just made me just love music more because I'm like, I can't wait to hear the next thing that, the next producer's song that Puffy put out because I know like he produced that shit. You know, everybody looked at it like, oh, he the rapper. I'm like, nah, I know he the producer, bro. He the one that's like, <laughs> yeah. doing that shit that shit that's what kept me inside it kept me in the house I wanted to I used to have these VHS tapes of music videos so I was like a YouTube fucking before YouTube bro yeah yeah I used to sit in the house every day and just like record every music video I like and I would sit in front of the uh, radio and just record songs off the radio on the mixtapes and I was making mixtapes uh, my uncle he, my uncle was my first client to ever pay me for music he gave me five dollars to make him a mixtape He's like, record all the good stuff that come on the radio. <laughs> Boom. All right, bet. I sat in front of the radio all day, and I just kept recording songs, stop it. Record another song, stop it. Record another song. <laughs> and then, and then, right after that, it came into LimeWire. Bruh, I tore the game was, up in LimeWire. Yeah, I was <laughs> in high school, and then I went to the Army. Man, I had least take the Lord. Like, and those were the days. That was when the still dipset was still dropping in 08. Hell yeah. And then uh, I got the Fuck Was That Jay-Z album that J. Cole went on for the first time. Like, that was the first song he was like. J. Cole? Yeah. It was on one of Jay-Z's albums. That came out. Oh, fucking Blueprint 3. Um, Yes. Freaking. uh, Damn, I forgot the name of the record. I was just like. It was on Blueprint 3. And then I'm like, now I'm going back onto my computer because I downloaded the whole CD. Yeah. It's not giving me the information I need. <laughs> so I'm like Googling it and Googling it. And I'm like, yo, who is this? J. Cole. And then right after that workout came out. Yeah. I'm like, you know, people are like, yo, you guys that new J. Cole? I'm like, I got everything. All right, so question, question. Because I got this question for everybody and stuff that, yeah. that, that like music. Because what you just said is basically why I like created I Love Your Music group so that everybody can collab on everybody's records. Mm. Like, everybody can make songs together in some way or form. Like, somebody get on somebody's song. Because if you keep collaborating, then y'all getting each other's fans. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about, like, growing your fan base, getting each other's fans and shit. So I like to ask people, like, who's like, give me, like, five artists that you became a fan of from listening to somebody else's song. I know you said J. Cole. Like... Cause that's the dopest thing when you become a fan after uh, listening yeah. to somebody on somebody's shit. Like, yo, who the fuck I mean, is that? Jay Z was the one brought him to the stage. Yeah, yeah. And like, I forgot who told. I think it was Kendrick that told Jay Z about J Cole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that, was, that right there is even crazy. Like, like he's like, yo, we gotta. This dude will fit with you. <laughs> like he's not gonna. That's fire though. Shit. By the way, man. You need this guy, like, type shit. That's, that's crazy to me. Like, we need more of that, though. Yeah. A lot more of that in the, in the industry. Like, yo, he could have kept that for himself and been like, yo, get over here. I can make millions. Yeah. No, seriously. He was like, no, Jay-Z, here, this guy. Changed his whole life. Yeah. And he changed our lives, like, with the music. Damn, who else? Yeah, bro. Like, I, that's a, that's that crazy. Zombies? Hmm? 
Flatbush Zombies. I heard uh, it up. I forgot who I heard them on, but it was off of somebody else. I heard it up. Um, Joel Ortiz. Nice. I I heard him on, I think, Eminem or Joe Budden or someone like that. Maybe it was Royce the Five Nine. He's a killer. And, uh, Royce the Five Nine. Hey, Royce the Five Nine. From uh, Eminem. Oh, shit. Um... Damn, that's fire. The Eminem gave you two, though. I can do this simply. Like, here's a, we're going to start over. Off of SK, I learned of Dreek. Mm-hmm. Uh, then off of Dreek came Giddy. Um, Dada, Don Dada. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's see who else. Um, SK uh, put me on to more of Sammy Snow. Okay. Uh, SK put me on to I'm Unique and his production. Um, Jay Skis put me on Dakota Sevilla and she's stupid fire. Um, shit. But like, just in the realm. That is fire though. Like, doing the podcast too. So I met SK who brought me into like this whole, the, the whole Baltimore world of artists. And like, like when we came here today and we, uh, walked in and, like at first earlier, like it was just like us, but then we came back mm-hmm. and we're like they're like open mic. They try to get uh your your artists try to get <laughs> Mr. Green to uh do the open mic and he's like Oh the karaoke no, night. No, no, open mic, like oh she thought we were performing. Why oh, they thought you perform, okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Mr. Green was like, nah, nah, I'm not performing <laughs> And then um and then all these artists start performing. Like, I'm not saying that the music, like, it's just not, like, my type of music versus, like, it's, like, I have a wide variety, mm-hmm. but, like, with rap, I'm, like, stuck to that gritty, rhyming, mm-hmm. like, Hope Blues uh, from Giddy, great, like, that shit, uh, 15 Bricks, like, that's yeah, what I drop on yes. my mixtape. Like, I got that shit from my mixtape. Like, that shit is too hard. It is. Like, uh, but like, they're like it's not my kind of music that they were doing, but it's yeah. the wave going on right now. Yeah, and they got that wave, and they're all every single person that performed tonight that we watched from the start to the beginning was fucking phenomenal. Thank like, you, brother. All Appreciate of their that. their cadences, their their uh, when they the way they hit the everything, it was like they were all on beat. I the only thing I heard was the lag of the light. Probably my fault. But yeah. that's the only thing I caught. Oh, yeah, like, like, cause Drake was like, "Yo, is there a lag?" And I'm like, "Yeah, there's a lag, Mike." Yeah, but like that's the only fucking issue I heard. Everybody was phenomenal. That's why that I like email that came up and saying, "Yo, her voice is amazing." Yeah, thank like, you, man. I was like, I was very, very impressed with every single person who came up. Like, yeah. and and like, it's like. I like what you guys have going here for sure because it's like giving every single one of these artists an opportunity to perform. This, what you guys do, this guy every Thursday. Every, every Thursday, mm-hmm. it gives them an opportunity to perform in front of a crowd every Thursday and better themselves as an artist for sure. And that gives them the opportunity so when they go do shows, that they're they're ready. That's why they perform like that. They actually do that no matter what, no matter who is. 
here. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. They do it no matter what. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know how we do this, with, and no matter if it's one person or a hundred people, like mm -hmm. to give it your all. And every single. That's what I love yeah. about them, though. That's why, and they all actually, um, with all the different styles and sounds that they all had tonight, like they're all true to the artist they want to be. Like they all are like, this is how this is my art. This is how my art is. Yeah. Every single one of them, when we're in the studio, they may have a song I may not be like on my favor. Like, oh, I don't really know if I like it, or they may be rapping a way that I don't know if I like. But it's how it's how they want to present art. their art. Yeah, they like I want to do this song like this, and I'm like, all right, well, let me help you get through doing it like that. Yeah, that's why we got the connection. We got to just let them do whatever. But they I mean, want. That, like you can't critique unless. They're hitting it. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's like, only helping them get through yeah, it. Yeah. And they know that they'll call me. Like, a lot of them can record themselves. Like, you can't tell. You can't go and tell Picasso fucking that the brush fucking stroke over here is fucking. <laughs> like, how the fuck? That's his art. That's you his can't art. Tell whoever did that fucking fire ass uh, money over there. Yeah. The art on that shit. You can't tell them that the art on there is anything's wrong with it. That's their no. art. That's the way they perceive it. That's the way they want to do it. Like, and that's that's what I love about them. A lot of them, they stuck on it. They're like, "Yes, man, this is who I. This is how I, this is how I do the thing." No, but they got me into it. Every single person had me locked into their art. I mean, a lot, man. Like, I don't, yo, it's not like I don't have to like the the music. Like I don't like country right, because you got a good ear, though. But I, and I listen to it. Yeah, still, you got a good ear. Catching me, like I'm like, oh damn! It doesn't even have to be the the guitar. It could be the guitar. Mm -hmm. It could be the way they're hitting a certain note in that song. And I'm like, yo, eh. Like, like I said, I don't even know Spanish, bro. And I fucking sit here and I'm like, yo, this shit art. Like, there's this peso plomo dude. Fire, <laughs> bro. Fire-ass Mexican artist. Like, straight, like, like I'm listening yeah. to some straight Mexican shit. And, but I just know it's fire just because of the, the trumpet in the background, the way it's hitting, everything's just hitting, the way he's hitting his notes. And you're just like, yo, damn, this dude was hitting it. Like, yeah. This dude was getting it. It's just like. You got to take it for music, though. So some some people, that's that's another thing that made me a great engineer. I can do all of those different sessions in a yeah. day. Some people wouldn't necessarily be able to get through them because, some one, they don't, know, do they don't know how to cater to them. So yeah, you just got a good ear, though. Like, And it's only a few people like you, myself. And outside of the people that make music, like consumers, people that just listen to music or just fans of music, it's not a lot of them that know real good like oh i could tell this is a good song even though i don't like it no yeah. no because they're just stuck on what they like that don't mean it's not a good song though like like some <laughs> shit, some of those country songs you listen to the lyrics you know, yeah you just like this is a great song you know, turn this into a rap song that <laughs> everybody would like anybody who likes rap would jam to it yeah knowing knowing a great song bro is like it's it's a special ear man you know I what just, i mean the, the you know, only thing for me about music that I don't like is the ghostwriting. Everybody it's like, has a It's like, writing. yo, just tell me who it is. Yeah. Just What's the ghost the part? It is. It's the ghost part that makes it. That's what it is. It's, it's the, the ghost. ghost part. When it's a ghost. If it's a known, like, I mean. Just tell me who the fuck it is. Everybody thought Michael Jackson wrote You Are Not Alone. Yeah. Nobody knew R. Kelly wrote it until, like, later, later, later. So it was like. They must sign NDAs and shit for that, too. I guess. I mean, I don't know. But it'd be a lot of, like. See, cause like this R and B, I'm I'm okay with R and B being written by somebody else, cause the talent is in the voice, it's not yeah. in the lyric. 
It's great. But sometimes you gotta have so good lyrics. Like you know, Alicia Keys be writing a lot of her songs. Like if you if you name if they make like the top ten greatest R and B singers of all time, and take away the ones that didn't write none of their music, <laughs> you wouldn't have a list. It's just like, no, but right. with rap, you can do that with rap a little bit because it's based on the talent is the lyric more than the voice. It's about what you saying more than about ghost writers. I know, so that's why some of them get. And it'd be like, and then the other thing that pissed me off is the people who don't like how now there's a wave of like people who don't do the shit that they're saying in the music. Mm -hmm. It but, don't make any sense to like. But yeah, I don't know. There's fun in making fun music. Yeah, that's what I bring to the game for real though. Oh, <laughs> the snap. Yeah, for real. But that's what I um no that's 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 what I, that's that's what I bring like. I don't really like none of my music really is on that light. All my music is about having a good time, enjoying yourself, turning up, partying, about women. I love women. I drink a lot of liquor. Liquor, women, it goes together. Music, loud music. I got an album, Hard Liquor, Loud Music. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. album is a party. That's the one that dropped in February? No, that was actually 2020. Okay. So this is so the, that's the that was first ever hook album. Like, nobody ever made a hook album. So Not all hooks. I no, I did all the hooks. Okay. And I got features on there. So in the form of a DJ Khaled, in the form of a Metro Boomer album or DJ Drama album, in the form of that, how they'll make the tracks and produce them and get the artists on the tracks, I did all the hooks to mine. I didn't just get the tracks. So I got the tracks. I did all the hooks, and I placed all the artists throughout the album on different verses. Every verse is a different artist, but every hook is me. That's fine. Thanks, man. I'm going to listen to that song. You'll enjoy it. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's called Hard Liquor, Loud Music. And that's what started the whole, like, me paying attention to the fact that I could put a lot of people together on songs and put them together in arenas and around different people and stuff. And it's like, oh, all you got to do is get them together and then put them together. How do you hear this? And then my ear got better because then all, it's like 27 people on there. So I got to, like, really listen to them, like, you know what I'm saying? Because the session was on me. It's like, let me really like hear how you record. And I was like, oh, damn, you actually are really fucking good. And Drake, I couldn't get him on a song for like, I made all of these songs. I couldn't get one, but then there was one. And when I got his ear, I was like, hmm, how this going to fit? Because the song didn't fit it. But then I figured it out. I'm like, ah, I know how it could fit. And then I put a singer on the interlude of the song. Same beat. You gotta check that shit out, bro. That shit yeah, crazy. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that shit hard. But that's how I did there. So that gave me the idea, and then I got writer's block. That's how I started producing and making beats for real. So like I really started then. I started making my first beats in like 2019, 20, but it wasn't for real until after like 2021. And I just had all these beats from my man Genius McFly. And I made all these hooks to him, but I couldn't write no verses to him. And I kept making hooks and I couldn't write no verses. So then I got just Bro, I'm not going to just sit in the studio and, like, not do nothing. So I started making beats. I was watching this Alicia Keys um, interview, and she said she don't like hi-hats in her song. She would rather to have a beat without hi-hats. And I was like, I ain't never heard of urban, modern song without hi-hats. Every song got, like, hi-hats in them somewhere. For the most part, I could think of. I was like, let me try this shit. I was like, Okay. So I had the bass guitar, the guitar, the piano, and I just started laying the drums over top of it with just, just kick and snare and was playing around. I'm like, oh, it should sound good as shit. That's how I made Barcha Tiago. 
And then from there, I was lit. I was, I was feeling myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this because this is hard as shit. And I did this off the strength of trying to try something different. Oh, yeah, I'm that. And couldn't nobody tell me nothing. I made Vice City and all them other records, and it was just started feeling myself. But I made more dope records after that, too. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just like a... I was like, oh, but then when I make something else like hard as shit, like Shake the Room or something, I'm be like, shit, can I make another one harder than this beat? And then I just try to, I keep trying to outdo myself every time I, not even necessarily better, but just feel either the same or better. Feel the same or better. That's how I approach it. Now, when you get writer's block, is that when you stop and take the time to produce, to mix it? But yeah. you engineer all, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But that's when you take the time to produce. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll be feeling like I want to. I feel like I write really slow. I tell everybody that I write slow because I focus so much on the lines. Like, and what I'm saying exactly, you know what I'm saying? And so I spend more time on it. So I'm like, all right, I would rather do this today. <laughs> if I feel like I don't feel like sitting with a song, I'm like, you know what? When I go to the studio today, I'm going to produce something. Yeah. Because I have hella beats that I either already made or that genius sent me. So I have I always have shit to write to all the time. But if I feel like I can't write, and if I can't think of something, I just start producing. And if I feel like, and I might even like hit a little stomp there too, because I might not have no, it might sound like shit. So then when I hit a stomp there, like, damn, this beat wack as shit. Like, I just pull one of the genius beats up. Boom, and start writing some shit. Or if I can't think of nothing, I got songs to mix. So I got uh, songs that's recorded already that need mixing done. I, I jump over there and start mixing. So, like, it's having the ability to do all of that shit, though, is probably what saves my, like, insanity. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to do something in the studio. I can't just, like, sit here and then I build my own studio. So it'll be a waste of fucking square feet. Let's talk about that, too. So you were talking about, like, y'all just moved in here. Not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got you, Drake, and H built this song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with our, our yeah. contractors. Yeah, we did all of this out of our pockets, through our friends, through our loans. However, we scraped the money up from here. Whoever helped us out, shout out to Because a lot of some people just was like, see what y'all doing. Maybe something towards this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, with all of that, no like loans or grants or somebody just like, hey, here's another. <laughs> Nah, man, just us, like, whatever we had. And it took us a year to get to even get it to what this is right now. This took a year because, again, it was nothing, like, no, none of this was here. Even, like, the event space that y'all, that we was in right now, that didn't even look like that. Yeah. Like, that was just, like, the couches wasn't there, the bar wasn't there, the TVs was, like, none of that stuff was there. It was just naked. And then through over a year, we got it to what it is today. Which is an accomplishment. I have to remind myself that even with all the frustration. Uh, It's been taking so long, but yeah. I always wanted to build my own studio from scratch too. So like, even though I had to and didn't really want to at first, I didn't want to. I was like, well, you got to. So it was like, cool. And I just started measuring stuff and learning about drywall and installation and how much drywall costs and how much doors cost and baseboards. It's so expensive, bro, and, yeah. and fucking plexiglass, okay? And you started this after uh, COVID, so the, yeah. the prices is way oh, yeah. inflation. Yeah. Man, it's, bro, it's and just expensive. You got, like, obviously, 
you guys had the equipment? Did you buy new equipment? And so this is all my equipment I've had with me for like, you know, most of my career. I've always had my own studio. Yeah. Uh, even when I worked at a studio, I had my own portable studio equipment to just travel and shit with. Yeah, always. I always, because you, I started being the engineer because I write really, I used to write fast and crazy. I write slow now, but I used to write songs really, really fast. I got tired of going to the studio, so I just got my own studio. But that's just why I had it. It was just for that reason. And then it turned into being a professional at it because I'm like, I really like this shit. Yeah. And one one of like a lot of people that actually enjoy sitting behind the desks, pushing the buttons, looking at all the digital stuff and using our ears, listening to this. Everybody else want to again, have a good time in the studio. I just want to use my ears. That's too much. Yeah. Computer shit. Like, oh yeah, you just be the producer. That's the. Pro- I've I, I been in those rooms too. I, I, yeah, I just wanna executive produce. Yeah, executive produce. Just yeah. sit back and like you know, puffy. You know, y'all two sound really good together. Get get in the studio. Yeah, make it about um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make it about love. Or <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> love and mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, love and mushrooms. <laughs> He, he, Mr. Lovey Dovey, Mr. Shroomy Shroom. Love yeah, boom. You're gonna figure it out. Uh, and no, this is what you do. You just call in another writer. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I need you to come write this song for these two chicks, right? Boom. And then you call me, producer. Yeah. Like, yeah, Tony Craft, I need you uh come. Yeah, these chicks. Yeah, they, they, they didn't make us all together. All right, bet I got you. I pull up. Executive producer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you brought all the people together the writer, the producer, and the, the talent. Million dollars. You can do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love. I just love. You got produce hits out of it though. You got to yeah. bringing them all together. Got produce. It's gotta be a hit. Like it gotta be a hit. Can't be an executive producer and not yeah. like that's like. Come on, did he everything that he's executive produced? You think every single album has a hit on it? Yes. No, literally or two, or three, or three. It's Kelly. <laughs> Every yeah. single album she's had. Yeah. But that's Timberland. Yeah, Tim, he is his. Oh, my goodness. Timberland's another one, like, yo. Yeah. And and did you just see that he's supposed to be working with Conway? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be crazy. No. That's wild. Conway and Timberland. That'll, what? Yo. That'll change the whole game. So curious. To- Conway and Missy Elliott song will be fired. And that might happen. I can hear that. Shit. I can hear that. that. Yeah, no, that might that might actually happen. That might be. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's gonna be hard. I, heard this. I said it first. If no one said it before. And you know, Tim, he not like, he's still up to the up to date. He's still with right now, and he's still like. Then him and um, Justin Timberlake just dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and with Nelly Furtado. Yeah. And he been doing stuff with like Bia and a bunch of people. Like. Yeah. He he never like. Left. Yeah. Never Jordan Lucas. Away. He got a joint with Jordan Lucas. Yeah, he never left. Jordan is fire. I don't think Timbaland ever took time off. That's crazy. Bro. I ain't never thinking about so it. So you got you got also got uh you said a album that you dropped in February. Oh yeah, my first producer album. So that's actually after I figured everything out. One day my man Carter texted me, um this was after Hard Lick Allowed Music. He texted me, I love your music group. Cause my tag is my tag my engineer tag on everything is i love your music that's the tag i love your music so he texted me i love your music group i was like hmm, all right that's hard shit. but then he explained to me what he was trying to do yo we need a production company 
a production label, yo. Let's just get everybody that we make music with and make songs and for people and for us. Like, All right, bet. That's what we're going to do. So then, you know, started getting other artists and getting other artists and getting other artists. And I'm like, all right, I like who I got right now. Got a nice roster going on here. Go to an open mic with Showcase, wish you were here performing uh, separately. Got them. Uh, Lane, she came because she was on Hard Lick Allowed Music. Uh, Drake was already in there, and me and him just been, we already always been together. So I just grabbed everything, and I was just like, yo, let me just keep these people making music together, bro. And that's how the album came about. I just started producing. Again, I got writer's block. So I started making beats. Made one beat. Hot as hell. Brought that Tiago. Make another one. Vice City. Oh, this bitch hard. Recorded that. Make another one. Give me some fire. All right, this is hard. Uh, made another track. Like, there's another one. Another one. Like, all of the songs that's on there was just like, shit, I just... I'm like, damn, these shits is really hard, bro. I'm like, shocking this shit out myself. Like, am I making these beats? Like, these bitches is hard as shit. I swear to God, I be listening back to them joints like I didn't make them. And I was like this, once I had a, like a lot of them, I'm just like, all right, let me start making songs like called CZ Baby. Every B-Link here, she got a song too already. Like Lilith Blanco, she, oh, because she hear every beat and she wants it for herself. So she, that's how she ended up on a lot of records. And yeah, everybody just started hearing people. Um, trunk knock happened. Uh, I had Shots Landon laid a verse down on the beat with no hook on it at all. And then after his verse, Darius wrote a bridge to it because he wrote a bridge. And then after he had the bridge and the second verse, and then Dre came and laid the hook and then heard somebody else for the third verse and called him. And that's how Apex got on the third verse. And Ill Avery was there writing to the wrong beat. And it was just, it'd be like that in the fucking room. Yeah. Just, yeah. Chaos creates fucking truck knock happened. And it was the most unorthodox way of getting. Like it started with the second verse. That was the that's how the song that tonight too, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, that shit was hard. Yep, man, that's just man, I don't know, bro. These records be just Yeah, that beat was stupid hard. Thank you, yo. Thank you, bro. I don't even know. So like once I started getting them, so I started building up the catalog of each each track. Once I got to cause we I had brunch at Tiago already and Gimme Some Fire and Vice City. And something else. Oh, is ya? So I had those, and I was like, oh, and the us, the wish you were here, us track. Before, that's what gave me the idea to do the album because I'm like, yo, I got five bangers. <laughs> like, these bitches is hard as shit. Like, I'm ready to make a whole album. Like, Metro Boomin' was talking about an album, and I'm looking at all these Khaled albums, and I'm like, Michael made it and Mustard albums and stuff, and I'm like, I can do this shit like way better. And I respect them. That's why I'm saying it. Like, I'm. I'm, I'm fans of them. Yeah. Like, I'm, ask my friends, I'm like the biggest DJ Khaled fan that they know. Yeah. Real shit. Like, but I listen to these albums all the way through and I'm just like, I could do this shit though, like this. Like, producing the tracks and getting all these artists and you hear everybody on everything anyway. Like, I know who's supposed to go where and how they're supposed to bring themselves. Like, nah, start your joint like this, like how you done on this song. Like, that's how your voice needs to sound on here. And I know we're going which verse. First verse, second verse. Like, yeah, I can do this shit, bro. And I was like, I'm going to do this shit. Boom. Grammys coming up, too. The Grammys. Now, before the Grammys come, you get for your Grammy consideration. And people like, it's like a marketing campaign for the Grammys. Before the Grammys, you got to submit your shit to the Grammys. Like, for your Grammy consideration. And either 
album, single, and then what category it should go in. So like, if, like when Justin Bieber put out a song, like it'll be for your for your Grammy consideration, Justin Bieber song title on what category that it should go in. So that's like a marketing campaign they got. So I just played on that shit. Like I'm gonna call my album for your consideration. And the cover art is the Grammys blurred out. My name, Tony Craft, producer of the year. That's my category. For your consideration, album of the year, because that's the category that this is supposed to go in. That's how I made the album. And I was like, I'm every song got to be hard then. Yeah. I went crazy on that shit. <laughs> I went crazy. I like concept, yeah. For your Grammy consideration, you should consider this for the album of the year, because it is. Yeah. And that joint, wow, bro. I, I lost my mind on the album. I mean, you got a you got a song that's blowing like blowing up right now too. Oh yeah, I produced the um Tzatziki record. I eats. Yep. Yeah, it's going crazy. Yeah. It's got what a million streams on. It's like uh, hitting three hundred thousand, I think, right now. It's hitting three hundred thousand. Yeah, and it's only been two months, okay. if that. July, August. Yeah. Like two months. And that's just people putting it on their stories and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, all types of shit. Yeah, they just putting it, posting it, making reels to it. All types of shit. They they love it. I'm glad they love it. You know, I spent time on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, produced it. You know what I'm saying? Write me and send, writing the hook back and forth. Like, yeah. Yeah, that shit was fun. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to go crazy. No, that's fire. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to go crazy. I, I'm, I'm hoping it do. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? I need me a plaque on the wall. <laughs> ah, keep going. Yeah, yo. I see, I see what you guys got here built. And it's amazing. Thank you, man. And, uh, this is definitely for the city of Baltimore. This fire. Yeah, man, for real. Like, I'm trying to, like, again, to bring some type of, like, something cool back here to this state of Maryland and Anne Arundel County and all of this stuff. Like, I feel like there's no, like, beautiful light of something like 300 like what like what atlanta be having and what houston be having and then in new york and miami they all got like a there's somebody there that's in touch with all the other stuff that's going on that's bringing them up and bringing them up and bringing it with and i feel like that's happening here especially with the people i know like the people that's helping me yeah yeah so it's only right that matter of fact i'm over everybody's been helping me i feel like i should read back i've only had help yeah. So I'm gonna keep reaching back. Hopefully, I'll be like the, what the light is like the. No, uh, yeah, that's a fact. I appreciate you doing this, man. For sure, bro. Um, you want to tell the people anything before we get out of here? Oh yeah, man. IG. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Tony Crab. Yeah, everything. All my all my handles is um, Cravante Swing, K R A V A N T E Swing. Um, for your consideration, just go listen to that album. It's fire. And go listen to Hard Liquor, Loud Music. Those are the two collaborative pieces I got out where I show you why I do what I do and why everybody trusts me with their music because I can, I'm really bridging the gap, you know what I'm saying, between the artist and the producer, but I'm like the, I am the gap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah. So y'all just go listen, man. Let's check out all my artists, bro. I don't want to start naming off people because then somebody going to say I ain't say their name, so. I love your music group, though, and I love your studios. Yo, make sure you go like, follow, subscribe. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, do all that. We're all fucking, we out here, Baltimore. Uh, 
Spaced Out Podcast. I'll see you on the next one.